What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of the Retro Jammers podcast. We are on episode eight, the Ocho, and this week we are racing Mario Karts. Mm-hmm. If you watch ESPN eight, the Ocho, that's actually pretty cool. But if you don't, then that was probably pretty lame. But we were playing Mario Kart all week. We've had a lot of participation on Facebook. It's been great. Speaking of Facebook, head on over there now if you'd like to. It'd be really cool if you did. And we're having a giveaway of a PlayStation Classic. And it is sealed. It is still covered in plastic. It's in the box. I think it still smells good. And (laughs) you can get it for free. All you have to do is go to, I think it's Apple Podcasts. Unfortunately, Google Podcasts and Spotify doesn't have a way for this, which sucks. But easy enough, though, you can just head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, take a screenshot, and send us that screenshot. You can do it on uh, Facebook. Just look up Retro Jammers or find us on our Twitter handle. That's at Retro Jammers. Send us that screenshot and you're automatically entered. It doesn't take but less than a minute. Easy. And you'll be entered to win a PlayStation Classic. All we need is 100 reviews. That's it. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's really not. We've got way more downloads than that. So you guys are listening. We just need those reviews, and you'll get it. But that's enough of the uh, promo out of me. I think it's almost time for us to start talking about this awesome game we're on, and I don't want to take away from it. But um, to start things off, though, guys, I had a pretty decent week. Uh, I bought Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. And Metal Gear Solid, this book by Raven Benson, mm. and he apparently wrote a bunch of 007 novels and everything, and that was a uh, that's pretty cool. I couldn't believe I found that for four bucks. It was with the Peace Walker, and he's just like, "Oh yeah, it's a just a random Metal Gear Solid book. You want it?" And I was like, "Yeah." So yeah, you can't pass that up. No, yeah, no, no it's cool. pretty cool, pretty good. Hey, what, what system is Peace Walker on? Um, it's on PSP, and uh, okay. Actually, I got that PSP a little while ago. I don't know if you remember that, but I entered a contest on Facebook, similar to the PlayStation Classic, and, you know, I won, so it, it happens. Anyway, um, but I entered a contest, and they sent me this PSP. It was a Video Games Monthly. I used to subscribe to their thing. Yeah. I don't know more, because uh, they send you... They, they're they a pretty good company, though, but I have nothing bad to say. I just don't want to keep... Carter has a history money. of winning uh, video game systems. He won the Wii U a few years back, too. Am I right? Uh, you're absolutely right. I want a Wii U, I want a PSP, and now I'm giving away PlayStation Classic. I don't know why I want to keep saying that. Probably because it's, uh, it's hot. I'm kind of <laughs> jealous because I wish I could win it, but, you know. Anyway, but yeah, I've, it's on PSP, and I think it's canon to the series. I think I was telling you guys before we started, so that's why I really wanted yeah. it. But, um, yeah, I got a pretty good deal on it, like 14 bucks, and I was looking online, and it sells for like 20 25 so, eh, not bad. Not bad. You've been sending us pictures today. You found a lot of good stuff at your uh, your mom's house. Oh my gosh, I'm jealous of that. Yeah, there's a a couple little gems in there. I found Pokemon Yellow, Fire Red, Ruby, Sapphire, Soul uh, Silver, Soul Silver. I'm jealous of that. Uh, Colosseum, White, Pokemon White. Was that right? Yeah. Uh, You all know the games better than I do. I just sent the pictures. Coliseum on GameCube and then the the XD on GameCube as well, along with a lot of other different things. So it was a good find. I mean, it was my stuff before, but I had I haven't had it in 15, 20 years. So pretty cool yeah, to find all that stuff. It's like, yeah, a like a gold mine, value right there. Yeah, anything Pokemon holds its value really well. Like that's that's why because I, I told you last year I got my I finally got a DS. It's a like a DSi XL, I think. Uh-huh. I'm not too sure on those the different. Uh, DS models, but um, yeah. I was trying to buy Soul Silver last year, and it was like a hundred dollars. And I remember we looked at it, and it's still like one twenty. So I was like, I'm just not going to shell out a hundred and twenty dollars for a Pokemon game. I mean, <laughs> I know that. I mean, that's what the value is on it. But you know, I've got regular Silver. I'll just play it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, this week we've been having a good time playing good old Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. We were posting a new track every single day, and we had a ton of people just posting their times. Um, Tanner, do you still have that list of winners? I think you were you made a list there, right? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, just in case people haven't listened or haven't been following us, uh, for five days uh, we had a little um, competition on our Twitter and Facebook account to where we would post a track a day, and then we would have people post their times on it on time trials and see who could have the best time. So uh, day one, Donut Plains won. Yours truly won that one, but it's really nothing to brag about because of all the five courses. That's probably the easiest one. But hey, uh, a lot of people racing it though. Yeah, 
And then our day two and day three winner for Koopa Beach 1 and Bowser Castle 2 was uh, Dave Mathis. I mean, we mentioned Dave a lot. He's been a uh, uh, watching us since day one, basically. So yeah. congratulations Dave. on that, Dave. Yeah, and, point, and I like to point out, he was the only one that I've seen playing on the actual Super Nintendo. We were all playing on Switches, so. Right, yep. Good job, Dave. Yeah. And then our day four winner was uh, Vanilla Lake 1, Carter. You won that one. And vanilla Ice, it's all me. Yep. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, day five, Rainbow Road, Jared won that one. So congratulations, Jared. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. But uh, we had a couple couple more I'd like to mention. Mitchell Cook played almost every course and put up some pretty good times. And didn't Corey Hopek as well? Oh yeah, yeah, he played a lot of them. Yeah, he was playing it every day. Yeah, you shout out to everybody that played along with us. That's what it's all about—just a bunch of guys <laughs> hanging out, playing video games, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, hanging out. this was definitely a different take on the games that we done because honestly, this was kind of an easy week. Because usually we'll play a story game and we have to focus on the story and stuff. But this was such a relaxing, pop it in, try to get the best time. Like, I, I had a blast with this game this week. I know. There is no pop it in. We jam it in here. Oh, jam it in. Sorry. <laughs> Come on. For the brand, T. For the brand. <laughs> we're not the retro poppers. We're the retro jammers. So I got to remember. <laughs> right? Uh, for a few years, I'll feel like a retro popper. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. So since Jared picked this game, Jared, give us a bit of your history with uh, Mario Kart in general, and uh, a little bit on Super Mario Kart. All righty. Uh, the first Mario Kart I ever got was the N sixty four version. I probably got it in, I guess ninety seven. That's probably about the time it came out. So I was seven years old. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have anybody to play with. Like, I didn't play it multiplayer a lot at the time. But I remember going through uh, the Grand Prix mode constantly. Like, that kept me busy mm-hmm. for months, just playing Mario Kart. Grand Prix. Yeah, Grand Prix. There you go. <laughs> As we've mentioned before, my, my reading and pronunciation skills were pretty awful back then. Uh, Snipper yeah. Rifle. That's a. If you, do you ever watch the uh, most extreme elimination challenge MXC? <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they said, I believe it's called Grand Pricks, Captain Tennille. <laughs> Is that from that? Yeah. yeah, we used to love that show. That was a good. That was hilarious, dude. Uh, but anyway, back to Mario Kart. So I had the N sixty four version. Of course, it's a classic, and you all know that I beat the whole thing as Yoshi. But uh, there was a a time after that where I I went to someone's house. uh, I believe I was telling you this maybe yesterday, Tanner. Faye Markham, uh, our grandma's friend's house. And she had a Super Nintendo. I I think she had a few sons or grandsons or something like that. But she had a Super Nintendo plugged up in her living room and had uh, the Super Nintendo version. And I didn't even know that was a thing at the time. Like I had already got the 64 version. So I asked for it, and I probably got it for Christmas in, in one of those years. But uh, it didn't get played a lot just because, I guess, it was a Super Nintendo game, and I had already moved right. on to the N64. And I remember it being a lot more difficult than the N64 version, mm-hmm. which this time through, I still, like, you know, if you play on 150cc, you're it, it's tough. It's not easy at all. Yeah, that, uh, that still checks out. <laughs> yeah. Do you all have a history with this game? Well, um, I have a little bit of a history with it. And I, I remember my, uh, I had a, a friend that lived uh, beside my grandma when I was little. And I'm talking like I'm four or five years old. I barely remember this. But uh, he would bring Mario Kart over every now and then and we would play together. And um, it was Super Nintendo's Mario Kart. I just barely remember it. So I'm, I'm talking like an hour or two of playtime when I was five years old. So that's that's how long ago it was. But uh, most, I remember my early Mario Kart was like you mentioned that's uh, Mario Kart 64 because it was four player, which was pretty cool. And there was a few times a few of us would get together and play. Um, but yeah, I don't have too much of a history besides when we started playing the DUI Kart when we got a little bit older, which was <laughs> that's a that's a great yeah. game. That's like the best way to play, honestly, in my opinion. But yeah, but other than that, man, I don't have too much of a long history with this. But. We we need to go into a little bit of detail. Uh, on our history like this is a huge game to us as like a core of friends uh absolutely meaning meaning you know us three along with our producer there jeff elkins uh actually yeah uh something that we do every year and this is pretty fun maybe we can record it this year 
we do a thing called retro moss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically yeah. we get together and we play retro video games around Christmas time and just call it retro. We've been doing this for years, by the way, we're just, the podcast is just because we love retro games. So yeah. Well, speaking of that, even uh, our first retro Moss, I'm pretty sure Jared bought us Mario Kart themed gifts based on our, uh, our characters of choice. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. He yeah. got me a got toad, me, uh, uh, toy. He got you a, a shy guy toy. And then yeah. uh, Jeff, he got a Tanuki Mario because Jeff always plays Tanuki Mario. That's right. And I got myself the Yoshi. Yeah. yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. I've still got it here. Um, obviously, but, I'm gonna keep that forever. That was an awesome gift. I wasn't expecting it either. To find, I, I was like, man, if you, if you were to find cards, I didn't think there'd be any way you could find a shy guy. But no, that, I was, no that was that one was tough to get, but it was so cool to bring right, it together because we had probably done that for probably two or three years where we get together. The reason we call it retro moss is usually it's around Christmas, so it's retro with M A S at the end. Right, but. Uh, we we had done it for two or three years, and we had gotten to the point where it almost turns into just a DUI Mario Kart game, which uh, <laughs> let's go into what that actually is. So you all might be familiar with it. it. It went around on the Internet, and that's how I found out about it when we first started doing it. But yeah. So what it is, is in, in our case, is uh, you get four alcoholic beverages, usually beer, a piece in a can. And you do four tracks. We do it a certain way because we're really competitive. We don't just do your generic Mario Kart 64 or anything. We we do it on the Switch, and that way we can kind of tailor the rules to be a little bit more fair because we get rid of all items other than shells. Yep. Because the objective of the game is, so you start with one beer, and as soon as the race starts, you have to have your beer finished by the time the race is over, but you can't drink and drive at the same time. That's the rules. So uh, I, I believe we all have kind of our own strategy. In my case, as soon as it says three, two, one, go, I pop open the beer, I chug it instantly, and then I just drive the course the rest of the day. Uh, what do you all normally do? I think Jeff might be the opposite. He drives the course and then drinks at the end. Or maybe yeah. he, he might mix it up. I don't know. Well, before I say my strategy, I want to give my little story. The first time I ever got drunk was whenever we were doing the Mario Kart DUI. <laughs> I, it wasn't my first time ever drinking. Like I, I drank Fireball whiskey a few times when I was growing up, and I just didn't care for it. But yeah. the first time I ever properly got drunk was playing Mario Kart. And I'm, I'm a bit of a, a skinny guy, so I didn't really know how much it would take for me to get drunk. So... After drinking four beers within a span of 15 minutes, at first I was like, man, this doesn't really affect me. But I remember going to place my phone down on the ground and I slammed it against the ground. I was like, whoa, okay, it's kicked in. It's, it's just happening. <laughs> and I go in the bathroom and I can barely stand. And I was like, well, oh my God. So this is what it's like. So every time I take a Mario Kart, I'm going to be getting drunk for the first time. Well, you, you think, I mean, you're doing four beers in like a time span of probably 20 minutes because there's no breaks in between. It's from one course to the next. Yeah, I you was know? gagging, dude, because like I hated how beer tasted. Now I, I kind of enjoy it. But at the time yeah. I was like, oh, who would ever drink this? Yeah. So yeah. Like, like just gagging as I was trying to do it. Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> The whole point is, you know, race after race after race. Because if you take a break, I mean, what's the point? But I mean, usually after those four races, though, like, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie, Tanner, I'm old. I was a little bit older than you. And what was it, like three or four years ago, I threw up in your kitchen or your uh, living room floor. Like, Yeah. Which we had yeah, been drinking all day. It wasn't like I just drank the four beers, but uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, it's a lot, but, but that's, that's its own unique challenge. And that's the way we usually play this. And it's a blast every time. I've never had a bad time. Playing Mario Kart DUI. Never. No, never. Right. Never we even lose. remotely average time. It's always above average fun when we right. get together and do that. Right, there's also, there's also a drinking game for Mario Party, but I feel like I would be dead if I tried that. So Mario Kart is perfect for me. No, no, no. Let's go back to that one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe this but, uh, one, Richard. Anyway, uh, Carter, what's your DUI Mario Kart strategy? Because we didn't get to yours. Well, um, Honestly, for the first two or three races, I try to just chug the beer right off. Usually by race three, uh, what I do is I'll chug it off in the beginning. And then for race four, I always wait till the end so I can give a longer uh, gap in between when I drink the beers. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, we usually just do four races, but there's been times we've done, you know, eight. <laughs> so yeah. 
and which is hard to do, but you know, it's and it's not like you know, eight races straight. It's usually like you do your four, then you take four a break and a, with a half time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I just stagger them usually, and, and sometimes I base it on the competition too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. well, go ahead. Uh, what? Just to kind of transition off of this, what was your first Mario Kart Tanner? Have you told us that yet? I know Carter mentioned well, his little history. No, I didn't. Uh, my first ever was uh, Double Dash on the GameCube. And uh, usually Mario Kart games, like, there's really no reason to go back. Like, because they usually improve as they go along. Like, they just take the template and improve upon it. But I still think Double Dash is one that people should go back to since it's so different. Because you got a driver and you got someone in the back who handles the items. So you can play two-player, but you don't have to be racing against each other. You can do it cooperatively, which is very different for the Mario Kart formula. But uh, that was my first Mario Kart, and I, that's probably still my favorite, honestly. But uh, in terms of Super, Super Mario Kart, um, where I'm younger, I never grew up playing it. I think the first time I ever played it was Jared going to your house and like finding your cartridge and playing around with it. But besides that, I never really grew up with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, hey. Double Dash was a good time, though. Like, um, I think I told you all this. Uh, at the time, you know, it, it probably came out in the early 2000s, maybe like 04 or 05, something around there. Yeah. Maybe a little bit earlier. But uh, at that time period, my little sister, Brooke, she, uh, she was like five or so. And I was more like 14, 15. So it was really cool to go through and beat the game with her because I'd just throw her in the back and let her manage the items while I did all the driving, which was a pretty cool experience. <laughs> which the crazy thing about that game, I know we're here to talk about Super Mario Kart, was uh, they had this was way ahead of its time. They had something called a LAN mode, and you could have up to 16 people playing at once, like at the same time on the GameCube. It, like you had to get like different TVs, different GameCubes and stuff, but – it could get crazy because if you think nice. about it, there's eight people and then there's two per cart. So there could be up to 16 people playing at once. Dang. That's one thing I wish I could have experienced, but that's a lot to get together. That's a heck of a land party for sure. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, well, y'all ready to get to the review <laughs> of Super Mario Kart? Yeah, we both brought the whales at the same time, so you know we're ready. Yeah. I think it's time to get down to it. Okay. Well, guys, uh, I guess to start, this was probably, this is like a big adjustment for me because every Mario Kart is different, but where we've been playing primarily Mario Kart 8, this is uh, a lot to change, like to go back to. For one, I forgot that this game had five laps per per track. You know what I mean? Like, usually it's three. With yeah, the oh, yeah. occasion of like Baby Park on Double Dash, that one had seven laps. But uh, this one has five, and also there's five ra- or, uh, tracks per cut. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's a different take. Because I remember after the fourth race on the first cup I did, I sat the controller down thinking it was over. Like, oh, okay. And it's like, it started up the next race. I'm like, whoa, okay, okay, we're back. (laughs) Like, it it was a little adjustment to get used to. But uh, so I I think we went over this, but who's everyone's uh, like Mario Kart main on this game? Who do you play? Well, you know mine. I I always play as Yoshi just about on everything that you can be Yoshi. So. Yeah, yeah. This and, there was no exception here. It, through our time trial, I was Yoshi. Yeah, Carter, what's yours? I played. Uh, I always play as Ouija. Remember, I was the the uh, little brother growing up, so he was my favorite character for the longest yeah. time. Yeah, Tanner's I'll, always Toad. I'll say Which, I had to switch it up though for this uh, these uh, lap times because I noticed that uh, sometimes I needed that high end of Bowser to get through some of these tracks because all the tracks were different. Like, well, yeah. good point, Carter, because yeah. I have it written down here. Uh, each One thing that this game has is each character has a different stat, but the way that they do it is they're in pairs. So Mario yeah. and Luigi are the all-rounders. They have the same exact stats, so they're like the brothers. They're paired up. Then Peach and Yoshi are completely identical. They just have high acceleration, but they have really low handling. So, Jared, did you ever have like a like your handling felt off? Oh, did you not see the video of me on Rainbow Road? Like, I'm freaking sliding <laughs> back and forth, like, <laughs> holding on. Like, I, I don't know. I the toad, man, because uh, Jeff was saying in our chat, he's like, man, go switch to Yoshi, switch to Yoshi. His acceleration's crazy. I'm like, no, I don't want to play Yoshi. I want to play Toad. He's my boy. I got to stick with Toad. We After that, Bowser and Donkey Kong Jr., uh, they're the heavies, so they have really bad acceleration and handling, but they have the highest top speed. So uh, when I looked into the uh, speed race or uh, like the time trial community in this game, they always play as those two. 
I don't know yeah. why, but they seem to be the best uh, characters in the game overall. And then lastly, we have a uh, Toad and Koopa Troopa. They have the highest acceleration and handling, but they have really low speed and weight. So that was one thing I, I noticed was like if I made one little mistake with my drift, I was off the road every time. Yeah, you didn't have that high end speed either. No, I thought because I thought Toad was the fastest, but then after reading that, he's not at all. He's one of the, the slower ones. Right. I think the thing, the key for uh, like Donkey Kong Jr. and Bowser was if you could get that takeoff, you could just like, you know, as soon as you take off, you're, you're going. So you hit the top speed quick. You just got to, you know, not slam into a wall immediately because it'll, it'll shoot you right into a wall. It's And I, I always tried to cut to stop it. Right. Because it took me a lot of retries to try to get down that um, master the takeoff. Because mm-hmm. every other one, I think it's like when it goes like the second light, when it goes like ding, ding, and then you can hammer down and then you'll take off. On this one, it was the first one. Yeah. And, and you couldn't do it. Like it wasn't when it lit up and it wasn't when it went away. It was like somewhere in the middle kind of. It was very hard to master. Well, you, once you master, you can do it. But shoot. Yeah. It was the hardest the same one. Same with ever the drifting, man. Because I, on, I'm not bragging. I swear to God. But Mario Kart Eight, Mario Kart Eight is the one game I am by far the best at in terms of competitiveness. I can usually, if if we're just doing a race, I can basically get first place. I'd say eighty percent of the time. That's like the one game I'm extremely good at. This game I sucked ass because the way that drifting worked, it didn't give you a boost like like the modern games do. All the drifting does is basically keep you on the track. So yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's only meant to help you. It's not because usually whenever you're doing this game without drifting, it, have you noticed it's like really like floaty and you're wobbling all over the place? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it was hard to get accustomed to. But uh, whenever I was playing the Grand Prix mode, uh, I was going through it and stuff. And I noticed that certain characters were using items that you can't get in the game. Like I saw Bowser throw back a uh, fireball. And then also yeah. saw like to- or Yoshi was throwing eggs. I was, I was like, what is that? How are they getting yeah. these items? Because you can't get those. I found out the way that this game handles it is uh, the computers in this game have special abilities depending on the character. So Yoshi yeah. has eggs. I think uh, Toad has poison mushrooms. Yeah. So he'll, he'll throw a poison mushroom and it will Did shrink. Did you see what Mario's Mario star. and Luigi's? No, I, I, I didn't get to see him. What, what are they? Mario yeah. was a star. He turned me around all the Yeah, time. Uh, I think Luigi has it too. Like basically just any time at all, they don't have to have an item. Just sometimes randomly, they'll just star power up like while they're driving. Oh my God. No, I never seen that. Yeah. Well, you don't pay attention because you think like they just got a star. Like, yeah. but really that's their power up to kind of keep things even is they just go into star mode. Yeah. Like you, yeah, the Grand Prix is very different in this game. I think where this was the first Mario Kart game, they didn't really know how to how to do it. So they yeah. kind of treated it like a uh, platformer. Because yeah. whenever you get below fourth place in this game uh, and you get fifth or lower, usually Mario Kart games, it just uh, continues uh, uh, continues you on. You just get like low points and then you continue. But in this game, it acts as a game over. And yeah. you have three different lives before you can continue to the next race, which is a very different way of, of them handling it. Right. I yeah. think something that's cool to point out is something that uh, I think Jeff mentioned this to me yesterday. Um, this this did not start out as a Mario Kart game. This oh, was really? just some uh, random kart game they made, and they were trying to make it to where they could like look back over their shoulder. And yeah. what they ended up doing was just like adding the Mario characters to it later. So originally it was designed as just like a random kart racer, but hmm. then they added the characters later, and it became you know a Mario Kart game, and you know like. Well, it's like one of the biggest franchises of all time. Mario yeah. Kart. Oh, man. This is like Nintendo's pastime, man. I, like, I think yeah. Animal Crossing beat out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, or I could be wrong. Mario Kart 8 may still be the best-selling Switch game, but it's it's up there. It's, one, it's number one or number two for sure. Yeah. I think it's number one. Jeff had told me about that, too, and I kind of looked it up, and they said it was just like at the first, it was random guys in overalls. Like, that's what the characters <laughs> were. Yeah. It seems like a lot of these retro games always start out completely different as the others. Remember back in Banjo, I was telling you all that Banjo started out as an RPG and then it turned into freaking Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. yeah. It's like these develop, like every game I feel like has that kind of interesting story where it completely changes during development, you know? Yeah. I mean, I love that too. Like, that's just awesome how they're just like, ah, well, let's just throw some Mario characters in it. Now, yeah. there it is. Uh, you were talking about the sales of this game, right? Oh, like well, as far as the yeah, Super and Mario Kart in general is a series, yeah. Well, I, wasn't this the fourth best seller on the Super Nintendo? It was either you or Jeff yeah. telling me that. 
Yeah, yeah, it was Jeff, but I, I saw where he told you that. And he's also said it was the number one best-selling uh, Japanese Super Nintendo game. Yeah, hey, since you brought up the Japanese version, like, uh, I'm pretty sure Bowser and Peach, like, after uh, <laughs> like after a race, they'll, like, drink the champagne bottle, like, in, yeah. like, like really, like, I don't know, I guess get a little, they're playing a little Mario Kart DUI there, but yeah. they, they got rid of that uh, in the transition to America because it like violates the policy on like alcohol in the games or whatever. Yeah. I, I seen, I, I was going to mention that during the uh, DUI section, but yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just stuff you kind of forget about, but yeah. Uh, getting back to it though, for me playing this game this week was uh, like, it was 10 times more fun because of the Facebook posts and everybody competing. Oh, like I sat there on those time trials over and over and over and Same. over Same. trying to get the fastest time. So like, so people who got the fastest times, like you got the fastest time. Trust me. I was trying. Yeah. Same. The <laughs> but, first um, one that I won, dude, I spent not joking five hours trying to top that dude's score. And I got, right. honestly, that made me freaking good at the game. Like after a while I can do that course and my eyes closed. Like, yeah, and <laughs> I had it down. And I think that's like the beauty of the game. You sit there and played for hours and hours. And you talked about how like we didn't have to focus on the story or anything. So it's like that, that time flew by because you were having fun. Yeah. Like you're just hanging out. You're not having to focus on anything. Like you could turn it off at any second and you just come right back to it. No big deal. So yeah, that, really, this was awesome. Yeah. I like this week because it was more of a pick up and play type week and then just set it down. I didn't have to get too intense into so It's kind of a little break as we transitioned into season two with the new wheel here. Yeah, yeah, we've been and doing this consistently for a week, so yeah, it was definitely needed. Um, right. uh, well, uh, what, was y'all, what was your all's favorite item in the game? Like, did you all do y'all have like a favorite Mario Kart item of choice whenever you're doing a Grand Prix? Um, I guess the most iconic to me is Big Blue. That's what me and Austin Steffi used to call it on the N64. Is that the blue shell? Yeah, just Big Blue. That's <laughs> what we called it. But yeah, that's that's always. In, I don't know. I, I really like the. Lightning bolt too. I think that's a huge. Oh, that's, that's a chaotic. I, that pisses everyone off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't know. You said you did a little bit of the Grand Prix. Me and Jeff did it uh, co-op. Well, not co-op, but two-player here uh, today. And uh, the lightning lasts forever, man. Like you're small for yeah. a long time in this game. I know. And, well, and have you all noticed whenever you spun the Grand Prix, like if you got hit by the the thwomp or the uh, fireballs on the stage, it is punishing as hell. Like, you'll be floating there waiting for, like, t- like I don't know, seven, eight seconds. I'm like, come on, let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jared, I got to ask you, who who won between you and Jeff today? Jeff did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was funny, too, like, uh, and Tanner brought this up while I go with the lifes and stuff. Me and Jeff kept playing, and I wrecked into a wall real bad, and I was trying to figure out if there was a break or reverse button, and I could I never found one. So I was kind of stuck in there and I finished terrible on like the third course. When we got to the fifth course, basically it was the only way I could win. We were racing 150 cc's. The only way I could win or the only way I could tie Jeff is if I got first and he got below fourth. Yeah. So we kept racing it and I I kept leading him, but I never could get first. Like I was third or fourth at one point and I just slam on my brake at the end and let us both fail. So like it didn't like give him the the win and i kept trying it well then i ran out of lives because i i completely forgot about that so it's just like game over to me and it let jeff do it one last time and he ended up getting second so technically he didn't win peach beat our ass i gotta ask you about how like i wanted to try the two player but i didn't get to like you know i work like two hours away so i've just been busy which is awesome about this game i could just hang out and play it Mm -hmm. but um how did it do the two player because i thought one of the uh, uh, odd design choice of this game was that it literally splits the TV screen in half. Same, like, dude. Half I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Right. So I just wonder how two-player worked doing that. Did it just like pretty much do the same thing? Just like it almost in the fourths kind of, if you know what I mean? Like two maps? The no, bottom? no. It just split it from top and bottom. Like it kept that same split screen view yeah. and just put somebody else at the bottom. I okay, think that's okay. why I Nintendo made uh, Mario Kart because – before this game, one of the launch titles for the Super Nintendo was F-Zero. Have you all ever played that game? With uh, Cap- That's where Captain Falcon came from? 
excellent you know, game. I've never played it, but I did see that that whole graphics thing that yeah. this is kind of yeah that they had it first, and this is what this is based on, kind of. Yeah, the reason that they made it a uh, split was because, like, uh, yeah, you have your mini map, but they also wanted this game to be more casual friendly because f-zero is extremely fast paced and it doesn't even have multiplayer it's just one player so it takes up the entire screen uh-huh. so that was their way of getting around it was making it split screen so you could have two players playing and it was a little bit slower a little bit like more casual friendly so that was why they did that okay i figured i figured there was some reason why they did that because the design like it seems like kind of just an odd choice because i but i mean every other racing game you play is even the current mario karts are fast full screen yeah, full screen. You just have like a little mini map in the top right or top left or wherever they yeah. want to put it. Right. But this yeah, one's just like you know, there's a huge map and it's you know, half your screen's taken up. I'm not. Like, yeah, this is odd. We, uh, we've been talking about Grand Prix basically the entire time. But what's your all thoughts on the battle mode? Because that's a lot of people's favorite mode in this game. But I'm more of a ra- like if I'm playing Mario Kart, I want to race. I don't really want to do the battle mode. Yeah. Um. On on this one specifically, I don't like the battle mode because. If you do it multiplayer, which I think that's the only way you can do it on this, it's just you and the other person. So it's just a one-on-one battle. Um, whereas in some of the newer ones, it's actually like, you know, they put some of the computer in there oh. as well. But I, I think the N64 was like that too. Now that I think back, though, it's only who you got battling at the time. I yeah. Think so. Yeah. Which so that game was four-player, right? Not just two-player? Yeah, yeah. But so me and Jeff did the battle mode and – uh, it was fun. It was good to try out just so I could talk about it just in case it was brought up here. But I'm like you, this game, especially this game, I think it, it does better as a racer. 100%. I, didn't, uh, I didn't get to play the battle mode. I played a few of the uh, grand pricks, but um, <laughs> I mostly just kept like I'd get home and I'd see who had the fastest time and I would just wear it out until I could beat it. But that's pretty much all right. I did. Yeah. So. Uh, one more question about the battle mode, Jared. Was it just like pop the balloons? Like, was that the the whole point of it? Yeah, you got three balloons, and anything, anytime you get hit, it pops one. Except this one time, I don't know how Jeff hit me with a star power, and two of my balloons went away. Like that never happened. Like when I hit him with the star. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's just classic Jeff, though. I mean, he gets like shit. Like we have a fantasy league with him, and it's like. Just stuff like that happens all the time for Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like in future Mario Kart games, they added way more modes to the battle mode. Like it isn't just pop the balloons. Like remember in the yeah. new one, it's kind of like a cops and robbers type thing. Yeah, like, uh, I like that one. I like the steal the sun sprite thing too. Oh, the sun yeah, shine thing. That's kind of like in Halo, the uh, Griff Ball. You remember that? Uh, maybe. I mean, I I know the concept. It sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, the the one thing I was curious about this game, because, like, you look at all the characters, they're all, like, it, it been in basically every single Mario Party or Mario Kart game. Why is Donkey Kong Jr. of all characters? <laughs> I yeah. think that was an odd choice. Like, why not just Donkey Kong? Yeah, like, because yeah. at first I was like, Donkey Kong with a wife beater, basically. But uh, Now, um, if... If I'm not mistaken, when did Donkey Kong Country come out? Was it that not was, after? Yeah, that was 94. This was 92. Okay. Okay. So. so that's probably why then, right? Well, Donkey Kong was a character, but he didn't have his modern day uh, look to him at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just want to dive into that a little bit about that, but I know we'll be playing Donkey Kong Country later, so I'm going to leave yeah. that out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a little yeah. bit of storyline to Donkey Kong Country, but we'll get there. Yeah. Uh-oh. That's Just to say this, that's my favorite Super Nintendo game. Just throwing that out there, but. Yeah, I thought having the Koopa in there was a little weird, too. Yeah, because they, they removed him from uh, Mario 64. I think yeah. they replaced th- them two with Donkey Kong, the original, and Wario. Those were the two new ones and, on that game. Yeah, yep, you're right. That's probably a popularity thing, and I don't blame him, especially Donkey Kong instead of Junior. Yeah, and but, uh, I know the only item in this game that's exclusive to this game is the feather. Did you all ever get the feather? Oh, yeah. I love the feather, honestly, because I thought it was cool how you could basically jump over corners of the track and you could get like ahead a that way. Yeah. I think that was a pretty cool item. Yeah, it was. Now that that came back to the the most oh, recent one, like the switch. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I think it's, I'm pretty sure the feather's on there, especially oh, in battle yeah, mode. It's on, it's on the battle mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on the race okay. In the battle mode. Okay. Um, you know, when I first started playing, I thought it was pretty impressive that I was expecting them all to race the same. But then, like, the heavies were, like, you know, heavy. 
and then Koopa and Toad were quick. Like, I know that that's probably pretty common knowledge and everything that they race differently, but I didn't know that going into it. Yeah. I really didn't. And I thought that was a pretty cool touch. Another thing, whenever because we, we focus primarily on the time trials, I got freaked out because after the first time trials, I was like, okay, I got my time. But then once you see the Ghost Racer, I was like, they have this in 92, like like a ghost? Yes. Like, I thought that was that was crazy to see that too. I was like, uh, okay, that's. Pre- I mean, it was cool because you know where you were ranking at versus your other time. But yeah, there's so many times where I would literally be like, I would race that dude. Like, I would be sitting there racing my old time. Like, okay, I'm ahead of him. I got to keep it up. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you keep bringing up '92. I forget this game was made that early in the Super Nintendo's life because it looks really good. I mean, it, it it still played really well this time through. I was so impressed. Like, like those time trials, like you all were saying, that's what I focused on. But just playing the course over and over again, like it looks so smooth. That what did you say? Like mode the graphics, seven. the mode seven. Yeah, like I mean that it's pretty awesome. The way it's almost like a three D type world with the the two D sprites there yeah. as your character. But it's awesome. Nintendo used the Mode Seven a lot because I feel like that's kind of what gave it graphically the edge over the uh, the, Se- the Sega Genesis. Yeah, they used that on Star Fox. They used that. <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> I was to bring up. Guess who doesn't have Mode Seven? Sega Genesis. But they guess have who blast doesn't have? Though. Guess who doesn't have blast processing? Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I had read too. I think Final Fantasy Three. I haven't. I'm not familiar with that game, but they use Mode Seven as well, which is probably kind of a different take where it's not a racing driving game. Hold yeah, on one even, second. Even in uh, Yoshi's Island, they use that too. Okay. Like, you know the big uh, uh, pillars that will come down. It looks 3D, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold I, on one second. Part. I gotta. Sorry, guys. I gotta write this something down. Final Fantasy. Three. Jared has not played. Okay, just had to underline that like three times to get that written there. Okay, I'm I haven't played it either, Carter. So that's going to be interesting. Jesus, underline it five times. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, do y'all have played. any complaints about this game? Because we've been praising it a lot. Like, is there, do y'all have any complaints about it? Let's. You want to get into our jammer score and then give yeah, the spiel on, on the complaints. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we can do that. That'll be a good way to air it out. So yeah, let's get down to it. Stamp it. So All right, I'm Jerry, your game, you're up. Yep. Dude, like I was just saying, I I was surprised. Like, you know, when I chose the game, like I said, I kind of waited last minute, didn't didn't put too much thought into it, saw it and thought, man, it'd be cool. Like, you know, we're trying to build up our community as well around the podcast. Like, what could we do with this game? So the time trial thing came to mind. And like I said, I had I haven't played it or touched it in years, and and even then I didn't play it a lot. But this time around, I, I really appreciated how well it played as like a, a racer, and like it, it was difficult and it was fun. Um, I really enjoyed the time trials. Uh, the music and stuff was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, the game still looks really well today. I honestly have no major complaints. I'm sure you all will have some, but but for what it is as a kart racer and how it kind of began this huge series that is Mario Kart, I think it still holds up pretty well today. And you all might be shocked by my high rating of it, but I'm going to give it an 8.8. I enjoyed wow. the heck out of it this week. Dang. Yeah, I, I can see that review. Uh, I'll go after you, man. Uh, honestly, even beyond what you're saying, like, yeah, this kicked off Mario Kart. This also kicked off kart racing in general. Like every kart oh, yeah. racer that you can think of that came after this was inspired from this game or directly ripped off from. Uh, yeah, like I, I had a blast with this game because whenever you picked it, I kind of had this little uh, thing back in my mind like, man, why didn't he just pick 64? <laughs> why did you not just want to but as I was playing it, I was just like, this is this is like way better than I thought. Like, yeah, the more I think about it, I would probably rather play any other Mario Kart than this, like in the future, yeah. like just with a bunch of buddies. I can see that. It's only two player. It has the least amount of content because a lot of the tracks are repeated a lot. Like it has like Mario Circuit 1, 2, 3, 4. Like it, it feels very samey sometimes. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it, it plays great. It has. It's just a classic. So I'm gonna give it probably a seven point seven. I think that's gonna be my rating. I had a. I had a blast with it. Okay. Well, I guess now it's my turn. But yeah, like uh, I, I like how you said that, Tanner. Like you would rather play any other Mario Kart than this one. 
Yeah. And I feel the same way. And, you know, I always talk about how much I love this era of gaming, like Super Nintendo and everything. But, like, this does feel like the most bare bones, like, basic. But it was the first one. So, I mean, it's understandable why. But it was still, there was so much more to it than I thought there would be. Like, like I mentioned, the characters having different, like, specials and the different speed and everything. I thought that was really, like, awesome how they done that. And and also, I feel the same, like I said, I feel the same way about the uh, other Mario Karts being superior to this one, which they came later, of course. Yeah. That's still not a slight to this game. Like, I can play any Mario Kart on any time of day at any point in time. Like, if you put a controller in my hand and say we're playing Mario Kart, I'm going to have a fun time playing it. It doesn't matter what version it is. Mm-hmm. Even this one. <laughs> but uh, getting down to the rating and everything, like, um, man, I just had fun this whole time playing it. And... I'm just going to stick it at right at a 7.9. And wow. that's just like a 2021 20, rating. I'm sure back in 92 is, I mean, it'd be like a 10 or 9.8 because it was the first one to do it. But just looking at it from a 2021 perspective, it's a 7.9 for me. And um, and just like if I had to think about the other cart games, I just know that they're just vastly superior to this one. But like I said, not to say it wasn't fun, though, because I had fun this whole week, especially with the time trials like. That's yeah. a good kicker because I'd have probably been like a seven point five without the time trials. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to go. Like, I, I would wonder what it's like back in ninety two when this game came out. Because if you think about it, at that time, Mario had no sports games, no kart racers. Well, I wonder what that was like. The general consensus was like when this came out because that's kind of an odd idea. Like they take this platforming icon and put yeah. it, put them all in a in a race car. And that's their premise. But I mean, it's the fourth best selling game on the system, so people obviously dug it. So, yeah. And, and since you brought that up, this is kind of the first transition away from anything that's not a platformer for Mario, isn't it? it was Mar- was Doctor Mario before this? Yeah, that was before. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that good. Okay. Yeah, that was a puzzle game. Okay, okay, my bad. That was bad. that was a eight bit. Do you want do you want to do that? I mean, we can. <laughs> <laughs> now that's basically Tetris with some viruses you throw at. But uh, yeah. yeah, okay, okay. But now, All right, Jared, so what, what's our uh, what's our average on that? Uh, eight point one. Okay, that's Harvest Moon Back to Nature rating. Hey, we're kicking, <laughs> we're kicking off with 8.1s. we got to get better. Yeah. That's yeah. how we do it. Season 2 is kicking off with an 8.1. I'd agree with that. I think maybe Harvest Moon, even though it's my favorite game you know, and my favorite series of all time, that was probably inflated because we were just getting a, an adjustment on the ratings. Because when I look at a Mario Kart game, if we're looking at it from the same viewpoint as as the general public, you know, I obviously don't think it's as good as a or it's it's better, way better than you know Harvest Moon. Yeah, but 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 to me, it's not. And and I I don't know how Tanner feels. We're both we both love that series, so we might have boosted that a little bit too much. I well, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. This isn't like a. We're not like you know professional game reviewers. No, yeah, you're just. Uh, it's our opinion. It's it's really subjective. Yeah, we're just a bunch of a couple of. Three guys hanging out, rating, talking about video games. Just give us an excuse. The rating's just for fun, too. Everything's for fun. You're right. So, you're right. Yeah. But, I mean, I love the way we're doing it, though, obviously. Yeah. That's why Goldeneye <laughs> got such a crazy review, because Jared gave it 8.5. I gave it a 5.8. So, you never I know what you're going to get. I absolutely love that it's like that. I love the different point of views. But, yeah. So, there we are. 8.1. Love it. Yep. I recommend this game to anybody. So p- play it if you haven't already. Oh yeah, any Mario Kart game. Period. I know we'll play the other ones later, but definitely pick this one up and play it. Even especially if you got a Switch. I mean, it's on there. If you got a Switch and got it Nintendo Online, you've got it. So give it a yeah. shot. Yeah. All right. This is the first wheel spin of season two, guys. Are y'all Check ready it. for this? Oh well, well, yeah. I guess I, I, was, I was counting the end of season one, but yeah. Right, I guess right. This is technically the second spin of this wheel, is what I meant. But you're right. You're right. All right. To give everyone a recap, because uh, there might be some new people here. Yeah. We got Bully. We got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles four. We got Star Tropics. We got Monster Rancher two. Pokemon Gen one, yellow, blue, and red. And Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. And Lester the Unlikely. Those are what's left on the wheel. I don't think I'll be disappointed no matter what we land on. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be fun to transition off of this. Yeah. Um, All right, guys. Three, two, one, go. Oh, gosh. What are we getting? We got Monster Rancher 2. Yeah, baby! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Dang, so we're doing Jared and then we're transitioning to another Jared game. <laughs> Jared, Jared, back to back. Jared's off the wheel now. Wow, that's impressive. 
dude, this is one like I know Jared. Like obviously, God, you just heard Jared. He's pumped as hell. I'm almost equally as pumped. This is a series I've always wanted to play. I love Pokemon. I feel like I love this game. Oh, this is down my alley, and I've never played it. So uh, Jared's been pumping it up this whole time. Even like we're playing dude, Mario Kart, and he's pumping up Monster Rancher. Hey. I think this might be the highest rated game of the podcast after this playthrough. I'm serious, guy. I, I, I don't want to like pump it up too much, but I don't know how you could over. I'll, uh, I'll say this though: like you said that about Ninja Go, and that game was pretty or Goemon, and that game was pretty damn good. But yeah, uh, yeah, this, this is the highest rated jammer rating we've had. So here's the funny thing is I don't have any more games left on the wheel, and there's still, what, six games left? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're off the wheel. You better not quit on us now. You, got at least six, <laughs> you might have six to ten weeks to wait now because hey, some of those are two-weekers. Now, it, this game probably could be a two-weeker. Um, I guess we'll play it by ear and see how much we get into it this week. and yeah, maybe We'll, we'll, we'll do, do a uh, rain check next week and see where we're at. And do maybe even though even even if we get this and we think we need another week on it, we can always. I want to do like a follow up episode to like kind of just briefly, even if it's a thirty minute or kind of give your spiel or take or what you're doing right now, just so we can check up on each other. If you all are good with that, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm up for whatever. I've thought about that, or just a even just a special episode where we talk about just something random. I mean, whatever y'all want to do, we'll figure that out. Now but, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to list a, uh, might be illegal, but uh, I'm going to put a little how to get this game and how to get it to work like it did on the PlayStation just in case they have to emulate it or our community does because it's a different game. I mean, I don't think any other game has ever done anything like this. And by that, you know, you just to give you all a little background on it. So like they said, it's like Pokemon. It's kind of like, you know, you're raising this monster and you have a you have a farm sorta i mean it doesn't really emphasize that but you train your monster you have it's one on one you train him or her and then you go to battle like you know through these yeah. ranks but the cool thing is is how you reveal these monsters and this was really cool for its time in playstation like you literally go to a shrine you have to eject the monster rancher disc monster rancher 2 disc right that's the one we're playing monster yeah. rancher 2 Eject that disc, put in any other PlayStation disc or a CD. It could be even like a CD in the, the tray, put it down, the game will read it, and then you put Monster Rancher back in it, and then it reveals your monster. So they, they had certain CDs and certain games programmed to give you certain monsters, which yeah. we'll get into on the next episode. I don't want to yeah. throw too much out there. But I've, already said, I've already told a buddy of mine once we play this game, my favorite album of all time, the Beatles White Album. That's going to be my main. So whatever that, I get, no this matter is what it is. Main. Oh God! Hey, you have to give us a little reveal video in the group chat, man. Yes, Son of a bitch. Whatever Don't that album gives me, that's going to be my main. <laughs> Carter, you got to buy this, man. Yeah, I do now because that sounds friggin' awesome. But yeah, no more spoil. No more. No more spoils. And now that I know that, I'll. I'll buy the damn thing. 80 bucks. Whatever. I wonder if we should all do that. Should we all get like our favorite album? And that I already have mine on CD, so I'm about to find mine out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make everyone choose a disc. Yeah. Before we even go into it, the only thing, the only problem is certain that was Jeff chiming in, our producer. But the only thing that, that could be a problem is certain albums that have like superior monsters locked in them. Um, you aren't able to like get them unless you progress so far in the game. So if you've got a really good CD with a really good monster behind it, it won't let you, it's like, Oh, I'm sorry. This is too strong for you. Like you have to have fought so far through the rankings with a different monster first. So hopefully I don't know what my favorite CD will be. I might use that uh, random Braves Atlanta Braves CD that I bought at the uh, (laughs) consignment store. I know mine yeah. already. The uh, Blizzard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz? Okay, no, so you The Blizzard of Oz. Oh. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> so you're going Blizzard of Oz. Tanner's going uh The Beatles White album. Well, see, I would say why don't I just use Back to Nature Harvest Moon as mine, but I already know the monster and it's trash. It's like a plant, which I assume they did that on purpose, like a plant type monster from a farming game. Oh yeah. 
So I can but, probably pop in Metal Gear Solid too. This is gonna be awesome. You know what? We're we're spoiling it now. I'm gonna wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, we uh, need to let's save it for next week. Yeah, 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 yeah. You all won't be sorry. I swear, man. I am pumped. I'm I'm going to get it right now. I'm Same starting here. tonight. But anyway, we can give a quick recap. Super Mario Kart to change subjects because Monster Rancher, we're all getting too pumped for. Eight point one. Another recap. There's a Sony PlayStation Classic that Jared owns that is covered in plastic and nobody's ever opened it before. And we want to give that away, right? Like, like, Mm -hmm. do you want to keep it, Jared? I'm I'm trying to give it away. I mean, it's got the, it has metal gear on there. Does it smell good? I'm sure it does. It's been in a tote forever. It's never been open. I, you, you say it has plastic. I don't know if it ever came with plastic, but it still has like the tape and everything. It's never been open. I've never touched it once. It's been in my house for probably five years now. I'm ready to give it away. Uh, it's free. All you have to do is go and rate us a five star on iTunes. Take a screenshot of of your five star rating and the review you wrote. It, I mean, yep. it takes no time. Just say good podcast because it yeah, really helps great. us. It really, really helps us spread out and for more people to find us. So, exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. And they don't have to leave a review either, right? Just 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 five star it and screenshot it or whatever review you want to give, I guess. Just yeah, screenshot yeah. it and send it to us. Yeah. You don't have to even type anything. It's that easy. Just script, just tap like tap five stars or four stars or you know, if you want three stars, maybe you don't want to review it. But um I'm just kidding. <laughs> whatever you want to give, just go ahead and review it, screenshot it, and there you go. That's it. Send it to us. Yep. But anyway, right, um Next week or two weeks from now, Monster Ranger 2. Let's get at it. Well, we'll come back next week regardless. We might give a little update on how we're doing because this is a game that I think you all will have fun with, like developing through and like training your your companion. So, yep. yeah, we'll figure that out. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're ready and set for next week. So, we're call, it, call your disc now. Tanner's got that, Beatles. You've got... Ozzy Osbourne, the Blizzard of Oz. The Blizzard of Oz. I need one. Uh, uh, if Jeff's still there, ask him, does he have like uh, the R. Kelly CD with ignition on it? <laughs> yes, you know he does. Like, I don't even know why you want me to ask him. <laughs> if he does, let me borrow it to reveal my I think my he has box. a Spice Girls CD still too, right? Uh, he does. Yeah. That's his first one, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Or or the Pretty Ricky album with uh, like uh, your body on it. Got it, <laughs> Does he have it? Yes. Yes. I hope that he. Do you have a binder with all these? Yes. He has a binder. That's nice. Okay. We'll just let's just crash Jeff's binder and let him sort us out. CD. Okay. So so I'm going to call mine. It'll be one of those two. If Jeff has them, I'll whatever monster it reveals, I'll take it. Okay. Well, well, I guess uh, that's all for now. And uh, everybody, hope you all hope y'all get a good monster with your CDs. And if you're listening at home, like is that. I hope that sounds as awesome to you as it does us, because that's pretty cool. Hopefully you can find this game. Hopefully you have this game. I know it's kind of on the expensive side, but I guess I'm going to have to bite the bullet and get it. But There we go. Thank you for listening to the Retro Jammers Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode, leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. You can also follow along and interact with us at Facebook by searching up the Retro Jammers or on Twitter where our handle is at Retro Jammers. Thanks for listening and we'll be back next week and uh, let's get playing.